That was professionally done. That was years of music lessons in the making. Yes. Teacher sauce. Teacher sauce is so sweet. They're so great. Um, welcome to Teacher Sauce. Congratulations. If you've made it through the armpit of the school year, which is February, the <laughs> shortest but the longest month of the year. Was it longer this year? This sounds ridiculous because it was a leap year. Like, was that a mental strain for you guys? Uh, good question. I don't know. Like, were you like, oh, it's not 28, it's 20. <laughs> you know, and then like, you'd be in the hallway and you'd be like, it's fine, you guys, it's just one day. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know that it made a difference. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what mental health level, like, I have to overcome if I was there still. It's over. That's all I have to say is it's over. That's true. Welcome to March. So, yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Hashtag, we, um, we did want to begin by saying that we just decided we're going to be ourselves. So, if you are listening with children, yeah, language will be an issue. If you're a parent that uh, cares about that, turn it off. Yes. Yeah, Thank you. Solo time. Thank you. We'll send you the transcripts. And you can <laughs> read it in your own good time. Because I don't want you to miss anything. Uh, okay, speaking of armpit of the year, so we're going to, we came up with five reasons. Yeah. Why, okay. Yeah. So what are the top five reasons that teaching or being an educator causes you to burn out? So what I did is I went, man, when I really hated it, what came up in my head? What were your top five? And I want you to rank them. Do, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say them. You're just going to say them. Are you, wait, are you going to go from the least to the most? Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like the first one's like a little lighthearted because it just is kind of silly. Okay. Okay. It's like you're in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what I mean lightly though. That's so, I give respect to prisons. Okay. Have um, you been in prison? No. <laughs> so sometimes on those days, like you, there is no fresh air. There's like no escape of, is there sun out today? So you're locked in. Okay. Which is that prison okay. analogy. Um, Okay, then we were just talking to, right, we have so much time off. And one of the ways I feel like you could burn out is because you're just sick of only being able to vacation or take a day off, like when it's allotted per calendar school year. Okay. Uh, kind of silly, but it's like, oh, no, I won't, I, you know, I'm not available until June. Like, oh, my, put your life on halt, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, like, joked that um, it's, like, Monday through Friday, August to May. Or, like, you know, like, six, seven days. Yeah. Away. So, like, I'll check in. You have to go July. on spring break when it's time. Yes. Again, loves teaching. Maybe that's not really a big deal. Okay. okay. Um, my other one would be the pressure. So I think people say we're all about the kids, but what comes to the teacher's mind is all the mandates or items we have to finish or complete. That really has nothing to do with the kids. It really has to do with filing something shows our progress as a school or district. And so that's like a lot of rubbish. A lot of rubbish. Rubbish. Like, I get my best pens out for shit, and then I get that black bick out for that bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to fill this out. They don't get a felt tip color. Yeah, I get it. Okay. With you. Um, and then I'm, okay, I honestly never felt this, but this is maybe for the majority that I might feel is in some districts that they feel isolated, like there's no support. Teachers are in the grind, they're in the hallways, and there's just a lot of jargon but they feel like no above support. Um, okay, too much unpredictableness? Unpredictableness. Is it a word? I don't know. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> today, it is. <laughs> it is today. <laughs> Just being ourselves here. Um, okay, so 
you always know you have, let's just say, a bell ringer. So every 50 minutes, I have a bell ringer. I'm going to end class this way. I'm going to give high fives. But what happens in those 40 minutes is so unpredictable that you're on a roller coaster, Okay. which my last point would be it's too emotional. The unpredictable is and the emotion of it is so exhausting that it's easier to bail. Okay. And I think people don't bail because they would feel like they lost. Yeah. I'm very surprised by your list because you went, you went like global kind of trends. I, I don't know. Like I went bullet. Shit, you could I'm tell so you're, no, you're so, no, you're not. <laughs> you're just, you're just an ELA teacher. So you bring a lot of um, oh, completeness maybe. to it. Okay. Very rounded where I have like, I'm more of a behaviorist. So I have like one, two, three, four, five, five things. Okay, let's go. All right. So five, the money. Okay. Like I don't want to sound shallow. I don't want to sound shallow. And I was a little nervous putting this on my list because I think if you're not a teacher, when I read comments like on the book of faces, the face of book uh, (laughs) of like teacher hate when it comes to salary, like when CPS went on their strike and all this stuff. And people are just like, what do they want? They get their summers off. They're making a hundred grand. You know, they're, they're rich. They're being paid way too much money and they get pensions and it's ridiculous. And there's just so much ignorance around teacher salary. Mm -hmm. Like if you Google your salary, cause it's it's like public knowledge. Right. So I looked it up and I was like, wow, I, I make that. I mean, I don't, it's not a lot, (laughs) but like I was surprised. And then it's tax season. So you get your W-2s. And I was like, I don't make that. (laughs) Where did all of it go? Yeah. Hmm. It's not actually that real number. Yeah. My husband said, because he's in the private sector, and he's very straightforward. He goes, you realize with the amount of time you put into your job, your salary is a joke, right? And I was like, I mean, but you do it because of the emotionality (laughs) piece, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I get a stipend to do lunch duty, which is very nice. Not a lot of districts do that. So I'm saving away. That's the thing, those tie you in then, right? They're like, okay, we know we're going to we're gonna just give you this for helping us out Oh, well, you know what the bitch of it and is, is that you can't, like, shop around. I mean, you can initially. But now that I'm old, I can't just say, you hey, like I'm going to go to another place because right. they're not going to honor my years. Another thing people from the private sector don't understand it's not like I'm going to go to a community and say, oh, I would love to teach here. And they say, oh, I'll give you your 16 yes. or, you know, 16 years on the pay scale, yes. whatever. So, yeah, they well, lock you in. That's such a good point because it is uh, it's a gla- foggy for people to understand unless they're in it. Or they don't understand that we don't get Social Security. So they oh, think that right. we're greedy assholes because we get a pension, which yeah. doesn't even exist. Really, there's no money in it anyway. And did you know you have to work for like 25 or 30 years <laughs> to get it off? I'm like, the fuck? It's <laughs> true story. I'm like, wait a second. For real? Nobody wants me teaching for that long. I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> you got a little one. How do you feel when you go to like meet the teacher night and your son or daughter's teacher walks out and they're like 75 years old? It would be great if they're just still smiling. But I think if you've been in the game and you're still 75, they're not smiling anymore. <laughs> There's no fucking the odds, Their odds are slim. <laughs> so, okay, money, money, money. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. And P.S. I don't think administration gets paid enough either. Right. So I'm not just talking about teachers, like all of educators, I believe, do not get paid enough money. All right. Uh, My number four was testing, the volume of testing. All these things I forgot about. Yes. You talked a little bit about paper. I don't even know if it was paperwork, but you talked a little bit about just that strain of 
doing things that don't really matter for kids. Like you go into it for kids, but then things kind of come up that maybe convolute things. So I am a data person, so I don't I don't want to pull any punches. I believe that you need to make decisions based off of data. Absolutely, 100%. I think where teachers get frustrated is they don't believe that the data they're receiving is from a valid source or that the tests really give us the full picture of a, of a child's learning abilities or their progress. And then what happens is then in those meetings, they fight for, let's get something that is connected to their, our kids' well-being, but it's just a circle. You're a hamster. Sure. Wheel. So if I use a test that no one believes in, as and I'm, say, administrator, and I use a test that no one believes in to make a decision on how we're going to spend our um, professional learning days yeah. or you know, the changes that we're going to make in our classrooms, teacher belief might not be on board because they don't believe in the test that that stemmed or triggered this decision. So I put testing as my number four. Three, three was uh, paperwork. Now I'm sped. So it's a little bit different. This is, this is my lens of special ed. We eat, breathe, sleep, shit, paperwork is all we do. And I understand it. If my child had a disability and needed to be um, receiving an individualized education plan, you better bet your ass I want everything documented in a legal document and I want that safeguard for my child. So I'm not saying that it's not necessary. It's just there's no way to maintain that balance of time because no one wants to leave kid time to do paperwork. So when do you do it? And everything requires paperwork. Again, like RTI. We, I mean, you guys record so much. It's unreal. R, like RTI is absolutely appropriate. You should be using research-based interventions. You should be tracking the progress. It's all totally legit. You should be doing it. But it's in, it's time-consuming. And so, I, I don't know. Paperwork is a killer for special ed. And then I feel bad because no one really teaches that in college. So you get these <laughs> new teachers. And they're coming out of college and they're like, excuse me, uh, you don't know what I'm doing. Like, how do I fill out this page or that? And you're like, uh, oh my gosh, where do I even start? Yeah. There's so much assumed knowledge that happens. You learn on the job. For example, what's With called an too. SLD page. So if a child's been struggling through RTI, there's a, it's called specific learning disability. It's the acronym. You have to fill out all the paperwork for determining whether they are eligible for special education under a specific learning disability. It takes forever. I mean, it's fucking And is this when you ask like the regular ed teachers for their like, for their documents or their knowledge? Yes. So, so all those interventions, all the intervention changes yeah. and then the teachers are like, well, what the fuck? Am I supposed to record everything? And then they're pissed. I missed that fucking email. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it wasn't my job. So whatever. It's a shit show of just kind of getting all the data together, yeah. but it takes forever is my point. Or if you've got, now you tack it on, if you've got a behavior plan, if you're needing physical management, anything, and everything is audited. So mm-hmm. I get it. Everything is a fucking liability. Yeah. So it needs to be. And then, on, you know, on top of that, too, then you actually have to do your job. Yeah. So then you I have to teach. In the middle of the paperwork, you're like, ooh, one more page. I'm going to save it. And all of a sudden you get radioed. Oh, my day in the bathroom. You know, you're like, what? Yes. Now you were a co-teacher. Yes. When you. <laughs> I always felt so bad. But when you were slated with a class filled with a nice little number of kids with more significant learning needs, yeah. and your co-teacher was missing for a couple days, yeah. I mean, be honest, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, you smiled, and oh, you were like, right. I get it. I'm sorry. I know you got a lot of shit to do. Yeah. But in the back of your mind, you're like, fuck. I'm going to have to man the shit by myself for the next. Yes. I mean, I would say more than never. I would never. I don't think they ever were missing for a long time. 
But if they were missing, it was for minutes and they, they were always so good. They'd be like, okay, I'll be right back. And you knew that they were taking care of a fire. Yeah. So they know. weren't missing for meetings. You just don't remember you blacked out, especially in eighth grade. Cause they have all out. the transition meetings. It takes forever. I mean, of course, of course they had meetings. So then the special educators, okay, yeah. the special educators would feel bad that they were stranding their co-teachers. Yes. And there was always this like relationship oh. piece yep. in there. Am I letting my, my co-teacher down? So paperwork yes. is always a big pull. Cause some districts will say, okay, we'll give you one whole day of the week that you can do paperwork. It'll be nice. But then what do you do? About we don't want to take it. Cause we feel bad. And then yeah. our like little Billy's and little Sally's or whoever are struggling in the classroom and we yes. feel awful about it. So I don't know what the win is on that one. That was my number three. Paperwork's a bitch. Okay, three. Okay. Ready? Number two. two. Parents. Difficult parents. How did I forget that? I don't know. I've been out of it. <laughs> my mind's so global. I'm like, fucking Google. Why would you leave? <laughs> <laughs> you did not Google your top five. I, did, I didn't. You... I was cooking. I was really focused. Okay. 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 Uh, Difficult uh, parents. I My one and two kind of go together because my one is student behavior. I believe the number one reason teachers burn out or don't want to come to school in the morning is because of either dealing with difficult students or difficult parents and the emotionality yeah. that that brings and feeling because of those other things we mentioned, you feel like you're giving so much and it feels like a slap in the face. Yeah. So you put in all this time for paperwork and instruction and you're putting your heart and your soul into kids and then little Billy acts up and you give him a consequence and the mom calls and says, who the hell do you think you are? Oh, you yeah. haven't put any time into my kid and you're, you know, you're targeting him yep. and you're making him feel like a, you know, an idiot. And so I just told him not to serve the detention. This is your fault. And a teacher just falls apart. It, it is, oh, I mean, it takes a wind right out of your you like brought me right back to like those times you remember where you're just like, your armpits sweat. You <laughs> want to fight somebody, but you're professional. Right. And Oh, it's a terrible feeling. But I don't want to. about it for fucking ever. You can't sleep. If a parent yep. is mad at you, it just rips your guts out. I remember our principal was like, uh, get email on your phone. Somebody was like, did you do it? I'm like, what? They're like, you're going to fucking check that thing before you go to That's bed night. Right. And then I found I was doing that. And then I couldn't sleep until they emailed back. And they weren't going to email back. And I was like, <laughs> so yeah, time that out. But you're obsessed with it. But in the same token, I've been the angry parent. So I don't want to minimize or say that like teachers are always right. It does. It does certainly need to be a collaboration and a team effort. I think we just need to assume the best in each other. Do you find that you're a little bit harder as a parent? Okay. So when we have parents come in for character conferences and you know, they're a teacher, you're kind of like, okay, so they get this grind, but are they also going to hold me to a different standard? Because they also know because I'm finding that I have less tolerance for shit. Oh yeah. I Right? Like, I know that your principal's really talking about parent contact, so you gotta email me back. Yes. I would agree. And by the way, I totally have missed parent emails, okay? And it was terrible, but we shouldn't have, you know? Or like, do you feel like you're a little bit harder? I am. Yeah. I'm really terrible. And you have to keep this in perspective, too. I have done some form of coaching or assisting teachers for a decade. I used to travel buildings. It was always my role was kind of some portion of my job was to go in and give teachers feedback um, on their, either their teaching, their interactions with students, setting their classrooms up, whatever it was. So now I have a hard time turning that off. I go into parent teacher conferences and I can tell immediately 
I look around the room and I can tell like, oh, you're using the clip thing, the clip down, you know, and mm-hmm. like certain little things that I'm, you know, circa 1990, nobody does that anymore. Right. Or just, yeah, the differentiation isn't there. Or I can tell, for example, my students or my son's teacher does like a student store and they can earn oh, things. Yep. I can't even help it. I say, when's the last time y'all did the store? And he says, oh, I don't even know. It's been like two months. Oh my God. I, this is like my early life. But yeah. I get it. You start the, the year strong. You get these great ideas off Hardcore. of the fucking teacher paid teachers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then it's just a lot of work or you just like, fuck it. I am. All of you drive me crazy. You don't deserve shit. I ain't going to Target to buy you guys anything and you don't right. do it anymore. Right. But yet you still use the consequence part of it, but there's no like proactive reinforcement piece of it. They just yeah. drop that out. So, but I'm not going to say anything. There's a lot too right, that I know, and I just standing piece that you have too. Like, yes, I know whatever hit in November, and then break, and then I know what's hitting now. Well, come on, or whatever you decide to do, make sure that when um, the half of it falls off, the rest is positive. Sure. <laughs> like, hey, so I'm probably gonna do this half-assed for sure in like three months. Let's make sure I never get smiling. I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, and I will tell you, I can. I go in, I volunteer for. the like the Christmas parties and all that stuff and uh you know (laughs) Halloween and all that stuff and you go in and immediately I'm like screening the room I'm like oh but I'm looking at the see how the teacher okay so my daughter they're playing hot potato this is a holiday game and I immediately see that three little boys are really not going to do okay with losing and in the back of my mind I'm like I have two choices I can just go ahead and intervene because this is what I do. Deal with behavior all day, most of the days anyway. So I'll just intervene. Or two, my curiosity was like, let's see how this goes. Because she's young. She's a really young teacher. And you could tell her face got so red because she was, it's like a parent moment when your kids are misbehaving in public. Yep, she was, teacher. yeah, yeah. she was very uncomfortable with the fact these kids were going to misbehave in front of the room parents. And, the, and they were <laughs> Because you're like, this is my reflection. She's like, oh. then she's thinking about what she's going to do in front of you guys. And like, she's trying not to yell or raise her voice or whatever. Oh, as these kids yeah. are like fucking throwing fisticuffs over the hot potato. And it's, she's just like, there are no winners. Okay. And she like puts the smile on with a very tense face. And she's like, there's no winners today. Uh, you know, and then it was just, okay, hot potato's over. <laughs> We're not complaining anymore. Oh, we can't do anything competitive. She didn't say we can't do anything competitive, but in her mind, she was like, forget this. This is not worth it. This is a liability. That's hard. It is hard. Oh, man. I don't know. I think uh, because I'm in my lane of language arts, right? Regular ed class. It's different. So I I said earlier I would have put that on my list. I don't know if I would have. You can have the, the complexity about parents is that you can have the most amazing human beings and still disagree with the methodology methodologies yes or you know the responses or or whatever it is if if i'm a teacher i obviously went in this because i love kids and i love learning can you just assume the best or that's a good one can you just listen to me before you tell your child i'm wrong i think assuming the best is i would i lived off that like let me assume that this voicemail is coming from a place absolutely they just got off of a run Yes. And they're really tired. They sound a little assertive. <laughs> they're just tired because they work out hard. It's an illusion. Day. So, but then, then it like tames you down a little bit. And so I do wish, yeah, I wish that for everybody. I think the kicker of it is too, um, I sound like an old lady, the kicker of it. Hey, the, you know what I mean? You know what? The <laughs> shit kicker about it is 
you can't do it without parents. You really can't. Not to the quality and to the best. I mean, home and school have got to be integrated. Right. And so they are such a crucial piece. That's why when it's not, it's not like harmonious, if you will, if it's not working in conjunction, if it's not integrated, then you feel the impact of that. I, I wonder because I've never been a parent without being a teacher. So it's very hard for me to split that lens. But I wonder if parents see school is separate from home. Where, I think it's evolved to that for sure. Whereas parent, like teachers feel that home is an extension of school, that, that they have to be co-collaborating. Yeah, whatever it is. They have to be, they have to be integrated because we are teaching kids things at school that used to be taught at home, yep. like socially and emotionally. Emotional. Yep. So we feel that it has to be seamless, that in order for things to really, especially, and you have to understand most of the children I work with are are at risk or they have trauma or whatever. We feel that the best approach is when everyone is working together. Whereas I wonder if sometimes parents feel like you do what you got to do at school and I'll take care of home. And they see that separation. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm sure that's true in some places and some families. And that's a problem. That could be like the crux of education is like, we have to do it together. So, and then, oh, and then one yes. was behavior, but okay. I think they're one. Of the I mean, I feel like we could have had def- like 10 hundred different stories here. I could dive in. <laughs> okay. Um, I love how you analyze mine. Mine, we're kind of global. Yeah. I, I will say the number one thing, the number one thing I feel like teachers want support with is classroom management for sure. Because of the unpredictability. What worked last year isn't going to work this year. And what worked with Billy on Monday doesn't always work with Billy oh, on Friday. Yep. Make it even closer to that. And then you're, you go a little insecure, you go a little emotional, and you just need help with it. Or if you struggle and you feel like, you know, either mom or dad or caregiver think that, you know, you're doing wrong by them, then you feel like, oh, then your heart breaks, like I'm trying yeah. and it's not enough. And then when teachers feel like it's not enough, all that other stuff, the paperwork, the testing, the time, that just, it feels so much heavier because you're not emotionally well to saddle that. You know, and then when you do get your paycheck, you're like, I think I did fucking lunch duty. (laughs) This is not. (laughs) And I'm going to say, middle school lunch duty, it is a beast. We could do a whole episode on lunch duty. We could do a whole episode on fucking lunch duty. You know, people always say, I should write down the funny things kids say. Let's write down the experiences we had doing lunch duty. I remember we did it. It was like, please tell me a joke because I feel like I can't breathe. (laughs) And it wasn't the smell, okay? It was. Soul sucking. Or the food just, just flying. <laughs> you follow the same kid around just going, sit down, sit down. You need to be sitting. You, yeah. you need to sit down. You need to sit down. You need to sit yeah. down. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh so anyways, gosh. those are those are my top five. I think I was expecting yours to be a little bit more general. Not, wait, general is not the word I'm looking for. Okay, like specific mean? words. Because there's so many like buzzwords around teacher burnout. It's usually like, you know, testing. Are the ones I used? <laughs> No, no, they're not because you painted pictures. Okay. Cause I wonder too, it's really easy. So when you step away from the classroom, it's easy to forget the bad stuff, but that's good. Oh, I think so too. It's like labor. You kind of forget 100%. And then you have another one and you're like, wow, that hurt. I was no, yeah, that was accurate. It hurt bad, really bad. Every school year, right? What's going to, let's stay positive. We got this. What would you say is the longest you made it to in a school year, month, before you wanted to throw punch someone? Oh, um, 
By someone, I, I mean anyone. I love the fall. And then I love Christmas. So it's always about January 30th. Which is February. <laughs> Which is February. Yeah, like I... And we come full circle. Or usually right before spring break. It's not. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> <laughs> Which is when testing starts to pick up. Yes. And spring break is so helpful because you need a little refresher. And then you know it's bad when you start using words like, um, well, you know, next year. And it's only like March. Oh, You're like, we'll you deal with it next year. The foot. Oh, Just yeah. next year. You know what? This you year's a wash. The towel <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't let the kids hear that. <laughs> We're good. You know what? We'll hit it next year. Wow. We got a real problem with this or that. You know what? Next year sounds like a good time to take care of that. Yes. But it's February. There's a lot of time left. Yeah, we'll yeah. tackle it next year. It's like that piece of optimism, right? Next, it's gonna be really good. We'll start that next year, or we'll we'll continue that. It just seems too burdensome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyways, this has been a good talk. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I feel any better, but I am glad that February is over. And if yep. uh, so, a little laugh. The Midwest is south. is seeing some sun. And oh gosh, uh, yes. yeah, if if you're feeling those five, if you're a teacher and you're listening, or principal and you're listening and you want to quit don't yet you're not the only one or if you do then yeah go for it i heard target has great vacation anytime (laughs) okay (laughs) you could be a team leader yeah for the same amount of money that you could make all right we gotta go we got drinks to drink all right later later cheers to you cheers to you we'll see you next time on the sauce all right see ya